talks first. It's already sweaty in here. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your other host. I'm solo. This is going to be a very upsetting podcast for the both of us because we have to turn off the air conditioning when we record or else you hear this really awful rattly thing. But California is going through a heat wave right now. Yeah. So it's going to be like 107 tomorrow. So that's fun. And we're like, oh, great. Even if we turn off the air conditioning for... A half hour, it's probably gonna be longer than a half hour. It's gonna get sweltering very quickly. Oh yeah, it's already gone up a degree since the God, air conditioning has gone it's off. It's been a minute and a half. So uh this week's podcast, we're gonna we uh finally sat down and watched the direction of the Jedi. I watched it when the DVD first came out, but yes. we finally both got to sit down and watch it uh again together. Um but before we go into that, I just wanna say this because I'm so proud of myself, is that I finally finished from a certain point of view. I saw. I'm finally done with it's this book. It's over. It's done. Now you can get ready for that next Thrawn book. No, I started a new dawn. <laughs> that's what I did. Okay, and, that's good. I know, and I'm like, I, it starts off and Obi-Wan Kenobi's there. So I'm like, great, awesome. I'm already a hundred times more interested. Because with a certain point of view, I did, like, there was parts of it that I loved that were either so funny or they were really, like, emotional. But there was other parts when... Like, for example, when they were going through the cantina scene, they were just kind of telling the same scenario over and over again by each person's perspective, which in theory is cool. <laughs> in, uh, in execution, very boring. Yeah. And they did this a few times. So, like, one was the cantina scene, and then they also did it with uh, Yavin 4. So, like, when they're destroying the first Death, Death Star, they mm. went through, like four of the pilots and three of the people who were, like, on the base. Mm-hmm. And they just told it from each of their perspectives. And again, it's really cool in theory and interesting for the first two. Uh-huh. But then you get to the third and then oh, the fourth four. one. And you're like, I got it. Luke Skywalker, that crazy kid who came out of nowhere, saved the day. And also, how, how, much, how much did it really vary? It, it didn't. See, like, that's <laughs> the, the thing because... Um, I, I will admit, I'm not that interested in the characters that I don't know, so there- I can be, but if you, you said there was, like, four pilots, like, you said, like, like, two, like, pilots and, like, two people on the base, and I'm like, is the perspective of two people on the base who are fighting for the same people gonna be that much different? It, it really, (laughs) it wasn't, like, one was, like, a tech person. Uh And so, like, the stories I was more interested in, like, with the pilots, one was about Biggs, and I'm like, ah, Biggs! Uh I want, like, that's fun! And then the other one was, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but they, they it was actually kind of funny. I did actually like this chapter. Was from the perspective of Fake Wedge, who was, it's, it's a big kind of like fandom joke uh-huh. because Wedge and Tilly's was, there was two actors. I, there was a, I think as the story goes, if I'm recalling properly, there's two actors that were cast for Wedge and Tilly's in the original movie. Mm-hmm. And in... Didn't Wedge just refuse to die? No, no. Which, uh, wasn't there an actor that did that? Sorry. That, that's Snap. Snap. Okay. That's Snap, Snap Wexley. Okay, this is This is the original this, trilogy. Got it. And one actor later, his role was changed from Wedge to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But the fandom, because he's still in the movie, and they look very, very similar, uh-huh. just started calling him Fake Wedge. And so the chapter was all about this guy whose actual name is something else, something like Core. I, was, I, I just listened to this chapter three days ago. I forgot. <laughs> But it was about how we got the nickname Fake Wedge, and he doesn't like the nickname Fake Wedge. (laughs) And it was really, it was actually really cute. But then when Wedge came back from Yavin 4, 
he was like, I'd be honored to be mistaken for you any day. It was actually really cute. And then there was the, uh, uh, yeah, the, like with the cantina scene. So it was like, here's the perspective of each band member. Oh, and I, I just didn't, didn't care. Yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah, and like I listened to the audiobook for this. I didn't, I wasn't reading it. So I'm not sure if reading it would have helped me out at all because sometimes I just didn't know who they were talking about in the cantina. Because, I mean, I, I have not picked out each person in that cantina. I'm and sure, memorize their and names. And memorize who they are, what they look like, or what their species is. Mm. So when they would say that, I'm this creature, I'd be like, I don't know which one you are. You're like, okay, one of them. Yeah, got like, it. when they would be like, I'm the one that looks like a wolf. I'm like, okay, got that one, because oh. there's a guy in a bad wolf mask there, so I got it that. Oh. But, um, but you, mean the, I, you mean the guy that was in the Han Solo movie? You mean that other Wookiee that was, just looked like Wolfman? Is that it, the one you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the guy that <laughs> literally just has a wolf on his head. It's really bad. But uh, then there was other chapters where, because they have one from Obi-Wan's perspective, Obi-Wan, when he's kind of crossing over, becoming a force ghost. A force ghost. They have that chapter, and that one's really good. And then they have, because they have the, like a lot of chapters for stormtroopers, some were better than others. I had fun with one that was about a stormtrooper who was having an affair with an with an, like uh, a senior imperial officer, uh-huh. and it was great. And you're like, ooh, ooh. this is like a saucy no uh, one can know. romance novel, Cute. and how they're kind of like sexting over a droid. Like the droid goes back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> that poor droid is just like oh, I know this is not what I'm made for. Yeah, he's like recalling, like he's like broadcasting the messages back and forth, and whenever it would get explicit, he would be like, "Data erased, <laughs> data erased," <laughs> and then the last image erased. Yeah, and then one that was actually um, uh, I'm E. K. Johnston mm. and uh, Ashley Eckstein did a chapter about Miara from the Ahsoka book. Yeah. So she was actually That's on fun. Yavin, if I'm correct, doing this correctly. She was one, she joined the rebellion later. Oh, cute. That was fun. And then I I have to say this is probably a chapter that a lot of people hated, but I loved it cuz I I like when things get kind of stupid sometimes. Uh, it was the very last chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. And it's from the perspective of the Wills, who are Ooh. basically the the Force people. Yeah. And it's one of the Wills getting ready to tell the story of Star Wars. Uh-huh. And so he's like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then the other Wills guy is like, no, you're telling it wrong. You're starting at Luke? What about Anakin? And he's just like, he's like, no, I'll go back and tell that part later. I think we should start with Luke. He's like, I don't know. I think we should really talk about Luke. And he's like, I'll, men- I'll allude to Anakin and oh. then we'll go back. And then the other guy's like, what about Maul? Are you going to mention Maul? The guy's like, no, I'm not going to mention Maul now. He's like, you're not going to mention Darth Maul? <laughs> it was such a meta, like, fanboy. Like, the the Wills are just the, like, fanboys and arguing. It. it was a really They're cute like, chapter. No, 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 Anakin was the chosen one. He's like, no, no, I think Luke was the chosen one. Yeah, because then <laughs> he goes on, he's like, it's a time of galactic civil war. And he's like, okay, so you're going to start with, like, K2SO and Jin. And he's like, well, no, not yet. And he's like... You're not gonna mention K2SO, the best droid of all time, but you're gonna mention C3PO? All he does is whine. <laughs> it was, it was it's a really cute, cute chapter. I like that. Like it was very. I'm sure a lot of people really hated it because it was kind of like meta and no, no, but like people can be quiet. I'll go back and mention those later, but you can't tell that you can't. 
You're not going to mention Anakin? Padme? You know what? Darth Maul? <laughs> oh, at least you're going to allude to him, right? No, no, he doesn't really, no. no, no. Not Darth Maul? It was, but again, yeah, it's so hard to kind of write this book because it went from, like, really funny moments that I loved and heartbreaking moments to the chapters with Breha and uh, Bale when Alderaan's being destroyed. Ugh. Which is, to seven chapters in a row about each member of the band Cantina dealing with a stolen instrument. At least it sounds like... Cantina band, I mean. At least it sounds like there is something there for everyone, because the chapters that we like are probably chapters that, like, our friend Chris would not like That's very true. And he'd be like, no, I was all about the band members, and you're like... Fair. <laughs> oh yeah, this okay. is definitely yeah. That's only it's definitely a book that has something for everyone, but it also makes it pretty difficult to get through because yeah. I'm if if you're a completionist like me, like my, especially when it comes to books, I I can put down like video games and stuff. I don't have to complete any of those, but with books, you're like I can't skip. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I I can't count it as like I read this if I don't read every part of it. Right. So. Get, there was, like, slow parts where I was just like, this is the same story over and over again. And again, like I mentioned before, I think it's a cool concept, mm. but... Just not our... Yeah. Not our speed. I just like the arguing wills being... Just <laughs> be like, what? You're gonna start with Luke? And then he's like, well, I'm gonna talk about Leia. And the guy's like, okay, Leia's cool. You can talk about Leia. <laughs> Alright. fine. And, oh, and another one that uh, was interesting, that... I think I think I did like this. It was Yoda, and he like on Dagobah before Luke comes to him, mm-hmm. and he's kind of chilling and he's b- being like, "Well, I'm gonna find the young Skywalker and I want to train that person." But then you're like, then he says her because he's like, "She's ready. She's she'll be a good Jedi because she's lo- she's like level headed and like knows what she wants and I think she'll be able to handle the training." And then Obi Wan comes in and she's he's like. Train Luke. And Yoda's like, fuck no. <laughs> what are you talking about? I want Leia. Oh. Everyone's like, please. Like, I've been sort of training Luke. And he's like, Luke is. Please, I found him. Reckless. And he's he just going to do what he Poor wants. Obi-Wan's like, he reminds me of you. I can't. <laughs> A little bit. Then Yoda's just like, don't say that, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like, but he was my boy. But, but, but yeah. then you're like, no, Leia's way more like it. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Yoda was talking about, like, giving her, like, her his lightsaber and, like, how like, Don't say that. It was. Don't say Because then it'll that. make you like Yoda. Because <laughs> it'll make me like Yoda and also because it makes me very sad that it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of like, Yoda, come on. See, this is why Yoda's the worst. Well, to be fair, yeah, Obi-Wan brought Luke there. Nope, it's Yoda's fault. <laughs> or also, it can't be. They weren't planning that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> or the I real get it. one. But this is just more ammunition in my I hate Yoda gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, it's I can't. I I think I recommend the book. It took me so long to get through. It took me a year to get through just because <laughs> they were their parts were so slow. But then there was parts that were really, really, really fun. So it's hard for me to give it a ranking because it went from. Zero to ten, mm-hmm. like depending on what part of the book you're at. Um, but yeah, I do think there's something there for for everyone. Hey, and if, if and if you're a person that can skip around, and yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I was thinking, like 
If you're cool with being like, I'm not gonna like this chapter, skip. Mm-hmm. There you go. Or if you're looking for something to, like, read while you fly, maybe. Yeah. you're like, I can't do anything else. Because I think if I recall properly, the- McElroy's? Is that how you say their name? McElroy's. McElroy's. Okay, the- the one- the one that wrote a chapter- I liked his chapter. If I'm recalling it properly, I may be wrong. He wrote about a Jawa, right? Yep, he wrote about the Jawa. The the Jawa who erases R2's memory, and he's kind of, like, scrolling through R2's, like, memory logs Mm -hmm. of being, like- I'm not sure if he erases it, but he's just going through it, and so he sees, like, Padme and Anakin getting married, and it's it's kind of, like, a cute chapter. This Jawa's like, huh. Huh, interesting. What's going on here? There's people I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I finally finished it and I started a new dawn and Obi-Wan is in the first chapter, so aces. Uh, and the second little bit of like news that came out that we can't really talk about very much is but we got like a little sneak image of Resistance that just came out today. Really? Yeah, it's it's I'll, I'll show it to you. I don't have my phone. But uh, there's basically the two images of like the bad guys and the good guys. And it's it's blurry because it's you only can see it on a projection projection screen, mm-hmm. uh, but you get to see like Phasma and there's some stormtroopers and then the main character. I'm real excited. With, and I th- I believe one of the guys in the background is Poe, and so that's the first time we've seen Poe. I'm really excited because I'm excited to see the art style. Yeah, and because uh, BB-8 doesn't help when I'm like that doesn't help me know what the art style is gonna be because BB-8 kind of kind of looks, looks the like same a thing. In everything. Yeah, but. This is, again, with resistance stuff until it comes out, we can't really talk too much about it because, again, I do... Bias. I, I have some bias when it comes to that show. Um, but, and then the last thing, I guess, is just like a little plug, is this past week I got to go and on Steel Wars with a, and go on his hyper chat like podcast with Making Star Wars and Steel. He was also there on his own podcast. <laughs> No and wee. that was really fun. So it, it was a really interesting kind of talking to people that like approach Star Wars fandom like a bit differently than me. But yeah, it was really fun and everyone was super nice and funny and it was a cool experience. So go check that out if uh, you want more Star Wars want more stuff. stuff. But anyway, uh, the director and the Jedi... We watched it. We finally watched Well, I finally watched it. You finally watched it, and I watched it again. And, well, this time it was far more enjoyable, because if you watch it on digital, at least on iTunes, it buffers. No matter what, you can't download the bonus features. Like, no matter what, you have to stream it. So, our internet sucks ass. Yeah, it does. Just so you know. If you ever wonder why we don't post on YouTube, like, the podcasts, why we don't stream video... It's because our internet sucks butt. Sucks so much butt, even though we upgraded it. And then they- Side tangent, I can't play Overwatch anymore. I get kicked out of it every time. I was like, okay, well, I can't play League, so I'll play Overwatch. Now I get kicked out of every game. Love it. So yeah, uh, internet's really shitty. It's real shitty internet. But, uh, so this time I actually got to, we got to sit down and watch it. We popped it in the, the DVD. Beginning. And what I love so much about this documentary is- they so knew how this fan base was going to react. Ryan was like, I'm ready. I know these nerds. <laughs> like, from the first second of this documentary, from the, everything that they based it around, they knew what they were getting into. Getting into. Ryan and was like, this is what I want to do. And it's going to be divisive. <laughs> and what, like a few months before... TL- I keep... I might be saying TFA when I mean TLJ. Uh, a few months before TLJ came out, 
I was talking to one of my friends who works at Lucasfilm, and he just said, people are not gonna like it. Like, he, he loves it. Mm Mm-hmm. But he knew, he's like, people are going to be upset about it. Absolutely. And he knew, he knew people were going to be upset about it. The whole studio knew this. Like, they, and but they still loved it. They knew that's what they yeah. had to do. They're like, we love it. Other people are going to hate it. Yeah. We hoped that some fans like it. And we were like, thankfully we landed in the camp of loving it. Yep. That was great. I'm still there. But yeah, like, the, the sh- it whole opens up to, like, just this, they know this controversy is going to happen. I mean, it's called The Direct and the Jedi. It's... A big part of it is how Mark Hamill was like, this This isn't my character, uh-huh. like, and I am having a really hard time accepting this, but I'll still do, like, whatever I can to... To help you complete your vision. Yeah, complete your vision of this story. And, I mean, I've talked about this before, because I, I had a bit of a hard time with Luke's ending at first, too. I didn't mind his arc, mm-hmm. because I can definitely understand going to that place. I was very sad that he died, because I... So I'm like, oh no, I want him to come back from that and then still be around. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you think about it and you go, well, one, you're in a universe where every person who's force sensitive, who's died in the last 35 years, can become, be a ghost. is a ghost. So, and of course, Luke is a person that's going to be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. Like, if if and if Obi Wan's pulling Anakin over, yeah. and he doesn't pull over Luke, yeah, that it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And honestly, like, even the fact because we still don't have an answer for how Obi Wan was able to do it, mm-hmm. so I'm like, there's no reason, there's no reason that Luke hadn't completed that training. Yeah, absolutely I, none. Obi Wan shouldn't have been able to do it. He he left Tatooine for like three days to go talk to the yeah. the what the priestesses. Yeah. The theater I'm like, so if Obi Wan was able to do it, Anakin was able to do it. Luke absolutely can do it. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like Anakin had like he had the help from everyone else. I'm like, Yoda and Obi Wan and Anakin are helping Luke. Yeah. Deal. Like that's that's happened. Like I would be, I would be shocked. And I really I hate to say this because it is kind of like controversial. Like I really honestly think if Mark isn't in nine, it's because of. His attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, he has every right to his opinion and yeah. how he approached it, but it's from a PR, like, perspective, mm-hmm. where I I don't think his words necessarily hurt the box office. It still, it still did amazingly well, mm-hmm. but it definitely riled people up a lot that the movie is constantly surrounded by controversy and... And they keep using his own words. Yeah. Even though he's come out and been like, I've changed my mind, and, but a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's come out a little bit. I've like it, it's so hard because you don't want actors to feel like they have to lie, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I you don't want them to like, like it's it, They should know how bloody, like Mark Hamill should know. <laughs> he, yeah, he how should. these people, how divisive Star Wars fans can get. Yeah, and like when it comes to their divisiveness, it's not like. Hmm, well, you feel that way, I feel that way. Slight attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like, you deserve to die. Yeah. You, like, you should be, like, eliminated from this planet. People get really flipping angry. And so, I do believe Mark's still gonna be a nine. I do I, I doubt it. Like, or, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I am, will eat my socks if he's not. And this is one of those things, because this is what I want, I mentioned it before, 
And it's one of those breaking the fourth wall things, because I think it would be hilarious. But the first time Mark, quote or Luke appears, it's to Kylo, and all you hear is the voice, but it's Mark doing like a Harrison Ford what? voice. Yeah. And then so Kylo like turns down really dramatically, and it just Luke is like, ah, just me, just keep doing what you're doing. How you doing, kid? Hey, what's up, kid? Like I think that would be so funny just to have like the Harrison Ford voice, and like Kylo's like he's like I'm going nuts. <laughs> and turn it, turn around, and Luke's like, I've been working on that. I'm uh, working on my impression. What did you think? What'd you think? Fooled you, huh? Because I would really like Luke and Kylo to be able to talk, especially because I feel like part of the reason Luke did this is so he can be a bigger help because he knew that Kylo wouldn't stop. He that being alive, mm-hmm. like, was always gonna make Ben be like, this is you tried the to. The two kill me. could not talk to each other. Mm-hmm. While Luke was still around. Mm-hmm. And so in this part, Kylo physically cannot hurt Luke any longer. Mm-hmm. Physically cannot. So Luke can just be around and say whatever he wants to Kylo. Be without. Like, I told you. I said see you around, kid. That was my last words. And I meant it. Here I am. Here I constantly am. judging you. It would be absolutely hilarious. But um, that's my fingers crossed It'd be very for good. a good joke that just has to do with the, the fact that Mark is a voice, voice actor, actor and can do a mean Harrison Ford. Um, but yeah, anyway, the direction of the Jedi. Um, there is a part that I want to bring up just because I thought this was interesting. It doesn't have much to do with the documentary, but they showed a bit of Phasma's mask. Uh, did, did you notice that it was more broken in other versions? It was like, huge, it was like really yeah. big. And I've been thinking a lot about this recently, and I'm sure we'll do an episode pretty soon about, like, our first episode nine predictions. Have we done that yet? No. Okay. Not at all. I'm surprised we haven't, to be honest. I think we were just like, let's just wait and And see see when some other things come out. Yeah, because, I mean, we'll do that episode soon. We'll probably be doing several as more things come out, but it'll be nice to do it before it even starts recording. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a few days! Oh, Wow. Isn't that insane? Well, then maybe not before it starts recording. We'll probably do it, like, mid-record or mid... We're saying record. Filming is a better word. Yep, that's the word I wanted. (laughs) Like, it just sounds like they have a camcorder. That's what (laughs) I... All right, Daisy, run! Got it. Ah, it wasn't recording. <laughs> I forgot to press the button one ah, second. the battery's dead. <laughs> That's how they make Star Wars, if you didn't know. Handheld camcorder. But yeah, they showed that Phasma's mask was like, at one point, I'm not sure if they CG'd it more closed or if it was more open at other points. But I just, I, I do want to talk about this a little bit because I thought it was interesting. One of the things is I, because I mean, I don't think The Last Jedi was a perfect movie. I definitely love it, but there's a few things that I wish we're in the movie, but I honestly can't even critique that until I see episode nine. Right. You know? So it's even like stuff with Snoke. Do I wish, do I kind of wish Snoke was still alive? A little bit. Mm -hmm. Only because I really, I want Kylo's redemption to be more guaranteed. Yeah. And I feel like if Snoke was still around, it would be. Because now you're like, well, now who's the bad guy? (laughs) Crap! Um... But, again, that it just depends on episode 9. It's not really criticism. But another one I had was is that they, they seem to sort of... They're not taking advantage of Finn being a stormtrooper yeah. as much as I want them to. Exactly. Uh, and they had some deleted scenes where they recognize Finn was a stormtrooper where someone recognized him and he's like, Buddy, you got a promotion. Good job. And like, yeah. uh, the scene with Phasma, the, the extended 
uh, fight scene. It was, it, it was kills so good. me that it's not in there. Yeah. Like, it's an extra 12 seconds. What, what I wonder if they were trying to do here is, is the reason why they took this out. I'd, I'd love to talk to, like, Ryan about this. Is that they, they weren't ready for... Because, like, this movie is very much about Finn being able to, like, widen his worldview and seeing things from other people's perspective. Because in the, like, first movie, he was kind of just like, I just got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not about, he's not here to save Poe. He just needs a pilot. And that's yeah. what he says. Like, he, he's like, you're, oh, you're from the Resistance? He's like, no, I just need a pilot. Like, you're a pilot. Let's get out of here. Let's go. And then, so they get out. And he, he does, like, Poe names him. And he does have an attachment to Poe. But, but he's still just like, I gotta go. Hey, I gotta get out of here. And then he meets Ray, and he becomes like attached to Ray as well very quickly. And then, but he's still even to her. He's like, I I know what the first order is capable capable of. I gotta get out of here. And it's not till Ray he knows Ray's in danger where he's like, okay, I'm gonna go back and save Ray. But then we're gonna get out of there. Um. So I wonder. So this one, this movie is about him kind of being able to see. The, the movie from picture. the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I wonder if that's why they took out his relations with... Because I still want, in episode 9, for them to be there to be a stormtrooper uprising yes. inspired by what Finn did. Yep. And I wonder if that the reason why that wasn't in 9 is because Finn's not there yet to see the to see the human in the other troopers yet. Mm-hmm. He just thinks that he's the exception. And that just seeing, like, Phasma's eyeball was the the little spark that started the, oh, you're human? Mm. Because... Maybe. Because that's why I wonder if that's... Why it was only just a... The, like, the little bit. Mm. And it's, like, when you when they cut back to Finn, it's such, like, a almost... It's a determined, but it's a little, it's a little scared look. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm almost curious if that was what they were thinking when they were cutting those scenes, is that you needed to give him that moment because he didn't have that, like, in TFA. And that was a criticism I had in TFA, is that Finn should have just talked to another stormtrooper and said, you're not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But if they're going about this, being like, the reason why he's not doing this is because he doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't see them as people like him. He sees himself as the exception, not, like... Everyone uh, has uh, this in them yeah. to change. Yeah, like, everyone has the light in them that they can accept and to change. Everyone has the ability to change. Mm-hmm. And if I wonder if... Because this is the first time we've seen another Stormtrooper uh, with any sort of their face. And obviously we can assume that in Finn's life he's seen other Stormtroopers' faces. But to the audience, we haven't seen anybody mm-hmm. else besides Finn and now Phasma's eyeball. Mm-hmm. So it's more of like an audience thing that behind each mask is a person. Yeah, because again, growing up, I thought Stormtroopers were robots. Yeah. And I've talked to more people, and they have also thought that growing up. Mm-hmm. Because they spark, and you never see them without their masks. Yep. So, like, growing up thinking, I I wonder if, like, general audience people, people who aren't Star Wars fans, but people who are just general audience people, they're like, I go see the Star Wars, but I don't really think about it. I wonder if those people also think that stormtroopers are robots until I, more of this recent stuff. Yeah, the more of the recent stuff because Finn's the one that really makes it obvious mm-hmm. that they're he's a he's a people because the robots in Star Wars have people voices. Yeah, like C three PO has a people voice. He does. So it's not he has a people voice. It's not weird for them to think that stormtroopers are droids. no, and the fact that like Vader's essentially a robot man. Yeah, like you know, Boba Fett. 
So I wonder if this was just like a subtle foreshadowing and that's they were just taking it steps. Like Finn needs to I really hope so. Yeah. Open him he first he needed to like see the bigger picture of the resistance and then he needs to see the bigger picture for the first order. Like what like all of these people were exactly like him. Like what made him different and are these people still cap- capable of what he was capable of? Like were or were they afraid like he was to leave. Well, that's why I wish the extended, like, the more extended scene, yeah. scene was in there, because you see some of the stormtroopers start to lay down their weapons, yeah. and then Phasma kills them. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, I, I just wonder if they wanted, like, a, a slower build to that. That's the only reason. I'm like, maybe f- they don't want Finn to see that yet, but maybe. Finn, but Phasma's eye to be, like, that moment where he starts to see it. Maybe. So... That, that's the only, I'm like, may, maybe that, but it all really depends on 9. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, my all my critiques of TFA and TLJ, it really depends on how it wraps up, you know? So I can't, can't have more... We'll have so much to talk about once the trilogy is done, to just go back and look at all the symbolism. Yes. Be like, look, you can see this, and then it was finalized here. <laughs> Did you write a dumb note? All right. So I'm looking down at my notes for this podcast, Priorizing of the Ciro. Sea cow! Prioritizing of the sea cow! Yep. That's what that is. Priorizing of the Ciro. I just. I, I mentioned this because, uh, for what, like, what's during the direction of the Jedi with their practical effects. The amount of effort that went into that sea cow. <laughs> they had to f- helicopter it in? They had to build two of them. It cost so much money. I, like, I absolutely love practical effects. And it was one of those things, like, we were talking while watching the movie, is that both of us would love to be able to do this stuff, but neither of us have the patience to even sort of want to learn how to do it. To even think about it. No. I'm like, that looks so cool. It's so awesome. It's so, I would never do Like, making the Jedi books and all of that stuff, it seems so cool, and I'm so glad they do it. But at the same time, I'm like, that's... You could not pay me enough. The well, scene, yeah, you could. You, but. you could, yeah, you definitely could. But you could, you'd have to pay me during training. Yeah, with <laughs> I don't uh, have that passion. No, but like the the massage par- parlor scene in Canto Bite, that was a scene that was completely cut from the film. But how freaking elaborate those aliens were! Like, there's <laughs> that one full seed, not CG, but like uh, animatronic Pink guy old. on the counter. Yep. The big old big guy. The big old big guy. And then the Warwick Davis, like, little nudie guy. For And two more animatronics that are, like, slapping. Well, those are real people. Towel. Where is it? Oh, yeah. God. Jeez. Those are real people, but there were two other, like, I'm not sure if they were real people or if they were puppets, uh, like, lying on tables next to them. But for, like, I, thousands of dollars must have went into that single shot. Probably closer to, like, hundreds of thousands. Like, so much money. Like, yeah. Like, it. it's, yeah, at, at least tens of thousands, because, like, yeah. those puppets were so crazy elaborate, and just to not make the film, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm happy they do it, but, lord, man alive. Um, and then, uh, so, like, later on in the, uh, documentary, they talk about Rose and, like, casting for Rose. And I cried. <laughs> She's such a, Kelly Marie Tran. There's so much better. She's a beautiful angel, and when Ryan was like, I I went out of my way to cast her as someone that you wouldn't expect to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love Ryan. He's such a sweet boy. And I love Kelly. And every time they, like, knocked fist and they did their dumb little fist bumps, 
together, and I'm like... <laughs> and I'm really glad. It looks like, like again, I'm putting a lot of uh, words, not words, emotions into people's heads, but uh, Ryan and Ram even talked about how they kind of felt like they were the outsiders coming in. Mm-hmm. And so it really kind of seemed like Kelly had a nice like relationship with Ryan because she was also like the new kid. Yeah. And I still feel like I, I I mean Kelly gets along with everybody, but I still feel like people don't see her as part as being like part of the trio, you know? Yeah. I hate saying trio because it's not a trio. I it's obviously a lot but of normally people. in the past movies it's been trios. It's been a trio. But now it's more like a main four or five. Yeah. Six? Who's your six? Well, because, like, uh, so if it's Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, Kylo. Yeah. Who's your no, six? No, okay, I guess just <laughs> I'm like, that's I was like, a... am I forgetting someone? Hux, obviously. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Just don't joke about that. But, yeah, because you have, you have, like, your your narrative trio, uh-huh. which is Co. Uh, Co. Got not, it. Not Kylo, Finn, and Ray. Those are your narrative trio. But then you have, like... The, you have a resistance trio, which is Rose, Poe, and Finn, and yeah. then you have the Jedi trio, which was Luke, Kylo, not Jedi, but Force trio, uh-huh. which was Luke, Kylo, and... Ray. Ray. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. And so I'm like, we just need to stop being like, there's only, could there only be a trio, and no one outside of, anyone outside of this is not important. Because even with the original trilogy, like, Lando comes in, and Lando's super important. Absolutely. To the cause. And I know as much as you love Yoda... But Yoda's super important super to the important. prequels. And I mean, you also have, like, Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. And people love Qui-Gon. What, you're gonna say he's not important? I mean, he dies after the first movie, but he's still very important in that movie. Yeah. He's way more important than Obi-Wan in that movie. Love you, Obi-Wan. Not very important. No, it's not. Not really in the movie. He just kind of chills. He's like, oh, hey, what up? I'm back for the bat. Oh, my master's dead. I'm very upset about this. Because I love how he's just not in the movie because he can't really meet Anakin there. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, oh, we can't really have you two starting to bond here yet. Uh, uh, you're just not there. You'll meet later, I swear. But, yeah, Kelly Mertrand is really deserves better and it looks like he, she had such, like a, such a sweet relationship with Ryan it looks like everyone just like I mean Ryan seems like such a great director to work with he does because I mean everyone's like he doesn't yell at you he like he listens to everything you have to say but then we'll still be like no <laughs> no 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 deliver it like this and because like right after the bros bit they kind of went into like Ryan's relationship with Carrie which was ah. <sighs> Oh, it hurt very much. It did hurt very much. It hurt so much. It's not like you forget, because you'll never forget, but then you, like, get reminded like that, and you're like, oh! Mm Mm-hmm. And so we know that Carrie even had, like, obviously she didn't write The Last Jedi, but she she did some script doctoring on it, Mm -hmm. and she worked on it with Ryan, and it, it just, they just seemed to work well together, and... Like, we all know, uh, like, Carrie's great, and we all know that sometimes just, like, she was not the easiest person to work with, and she knows this, and yeah. and I love, like, Mark Hamill, and, because they're like, we were real-life brother and sister, like, that's how they were, is, like, sometimes they wouldn't talk to each other because they would be, like, bickering, but other times, but also, like, they loved each other so much, mm-hmm. and, like, Ryan would talk about how, like, obviously this was not, you could tell he was having 
like I am right now, like a hard time putting it into words. Yeah, he's like, this was not supposed to be. Yeah, and he's goodbye. like, there's some really powerful moments that are, we're really glad are in here, but this was not supposed to be her end. And it's, it's not. And I just, again, it's another thing that just makes me so many f- upset yeah. and unfair, but it just, it was really nice to see that like Ryan had such a good working relationship with the actors. Um, even even if uh, Mark and Ryan didn't quite get along, <laughs> yeah. weren't on the same page, or they got along fine, they weren't on the same page. But what I love about people siding with Mark Hamill, I don't want to say siding, but being like, yeah, you should have listened to Mark, is that have you listened to Mark's suggestions? Mark's suggestions were like, in the EU, Luke had a clone with who had two U's in it. Luke, that was so clever. You should do something like that. And Ryan's like, no, no. <laughs> Ryan's like, like Palpatine had a clone. You should do, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. And yeah, but uh, I have another note in here for just for the efforts they went through for practical effects, like regardless of puppets. Uh, a scene that I never thought would have been practical was the hut scene. Was smut hut? Yeah, with the fingers that. The pull away. The pull away of all the rocks. Because, dear lord, this just shows, like, what an impatient person I am. Because, you're like, you you have to either nail that on the first try, which is difficult. Difficult because you have to get the pan in right, Mm -hmm. and then Adam has to book it out of the shot. Yeah. And... And if you don't get it right, you have to reset in that entire thing. You were like, it's so funny, because you were like, you only get one take. And I was like, no, Court, it's on strings. And so they're numbered, and you can build it back up. And you were like, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just CG it? Like, because this looks better. I I actually, because I really do love when they do this, because it's better for the actors, too. Uh-huh, for sure. And, but I times like that, I'm always just shocked. I'm like, that's so much effort. And what if, like, one, I, I mean, I'm assuming it's not just, like, one person holding each string, but I'm also imagine like, everyone's in charge of their own one, and they're like, run! What if one guy forgot to pull, and he's like, oh, no! And then his brick just, like, Shoop. just drops. He's like, wait, I wasn't ready! On three or after three! I love that. Um, but yeah, so, they, they did that scene with practical effects, and, I mean, obviously there was some CG involved, because... I mean, you gotta CG up the screen. Yeah, and the, the strings. The stringies, and the... But... I was just, it's really cool that they're making all this effort for the actors on a movie like this, because mm-hmm. I feel like with a lot of uh, sci-fi movies these days, they aren't really doing that. They're just like, eh. Because I'll see a lot of stuff for, like, Infinity War, and they're just running on green, like, none of it's real. It's all green screens. And I mean, it's all impressive, because it all looks great. Mm-hmm. But you'll see just sometimes what they're doing, I'm like, you didn't do any, like, the throne room was so cool. Yeah. Mostly all practical, except for, like, the red. The red was, like, a blue screen. Yeah. Or a green. It was, was a, it green a green screen. screen? Yeah. yeah. But and they're like, okay, rem- just imagine this is all red. It's not that much harder. Yeah. Easy, but it was just really cool. And then we got, to, we, of course, we have to talk about the line, is that uh, you almost, like, fell to the dark like side for a pair of pretty, pretty eyes. Pretty ass. Pretty ass. Oh, man, I wish this line was a little I actually, like, I'm okay that it's not, because... It may have... It would have kind of ruined the tone a little bit. It would have. It was a very intense scene. Yeah. And for him to, like, make a... Like, and it, it would have maybe seemed like, like... It would have made uh, Ray maybe seem a little more naive and not as genuine with her, like, 
a feelings of why she thinks Kylo is or, yeah, rede- or, redeemable. That Luke's like, you only want to save him because he's cute. Yeah. Which is what the fandom thinks about r- people who like Kylo anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I think the reason that line ended up being cut is... is it kind of demeans her conv- convictions. Yeah. She's like, no, it's because I saw... I, like, I saw we- this, I... Look, bro, I relate to him, and... And I saw both y'all memories, and you lied to me! <laughs> you you left out a very important detail in your story. In that you tried, you thought about killing him, and that's what he saw. Mm-hmm. And, th- like, this is something I hope they explore a little more in Nine, because I don't think a lot of, uh, of the audience really understands, like, where... Like, the when the... I think this is, like, the shirtless scene of... When yeah, this is the shirtless scene when Ray's like, "Why did you Why did you hate your father?" And he's like, "I didn't hate him." Mm-hmm. And then she goes, "Well, then why did you murder him?" And then he's like, "I don't understand." And then Kylo's like, "Yes, you do." And I'm like, "This scene is so powerful because it really goes how similar they have it." Where I'm sure, like, I wish Ray had a line about it, where Ray probably at some point wished her parents were dead oh, or absolutely. hoped they were dead. Because, like, if they didn't come back, I hope they're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, if the reason they're not coming back for me, it better be because they're dead. Mm-hmm. And But she still really wanted them to come back. And was like, hoping they would. But I'm sure that was in the back of her head. And oh, that's absolutely. what Kylo's definitely implying. He's like, you understand. You know. Exactly. You didn't hate your parents. You wanted them to come back for you. But you understand what it's like to, like, if they're not here for me. If they left me like this and they still haven't come back after 15 years, they better be dead. They better be dead. And I'm sure that's something that has crossed her mind sometime Absolutely. in the last 15 years. That she just And again, it's something she doesn't want to admit to herself. And that's why it's so hard for her when they get to the throne room and she's the one who has to say it like they were nothing. And you're like, yeah, they left you. And you, you know they did. You've known for a very long you've time now. You've been trying to pretend for... You've wasted a lot of your life, like... Your prime, not your prime. I mean, high school sucks. That, those are high school years. Yeah, but this is movie verse. Movie verse. In the in movies, you want to be young and having yeah. adventures. In real life, teenage years suck. Teenage years yeah. sucks. But either way, she's wasted so much of her life, like waiting on people that she knew were not coming back for her, and she was like resisting this call to adventure because she was like, oh no, they're they're going to come no, back. No, they're absolutely for me. coming back. Even though I know that they're dead in the desert, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming back. Absolutely. How do you? Like, this is a theory that's going around, so I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. How do you feel about the theory that Ray is the one who inadvertent inadvertently killed her parents, uh, causing their ship to crash when they left? Oh, like she when she was screaming. Yeah, when she just... was screaming, like she was able to force. I mean, I crash. think it fits in really good with our Harbinger of Doom theory. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I don't think it holds any water, honestly. No, I'm like, I, I definitely like the theory, but I'm not sure it's gonna... I would love for that to have happened, but I also think that they were just... Shitty people. They were just shitty people, and mm-hmm. they probably were drunk driving, drunk flying. And they crashed. And they were just like, shit. Yeah, because that, that is, like, a thing that I... The only reason that I think it, it might hold any weight is because we do see their ship leave, mm-hmm. and Kylo says they're dead in the desert. Mm-hmm. So it definitely implies that, okay, they never got to get away. Unless they, they're just like, oh, the Ray's vision, that didn't really happen. That was just like a metaphor for what she thought happened. But Or they just <laughs> never made it off because they were like, yeah, well, we sold her. They, they said they sold her for drinking money. Yeah. They were never intending to leave the planet. 
Yeah. They just wanted more drinking money. Yeah. So, the, drunk driving crashes. They shit. literally were just like, okay, sold. We got a bunch of money. Let's go party. And then they died out in the desert. <laughs> Let's go party. I mean, not like as consecutively as that, but yeah. they were just like, thank God we have some more money. It'll be, it'll be really interesting if... I'm not totally sure. I don't think we'll get... I mean, we might get, like, what who Ray's parents were in the movies, but I don't think so. Like, I, I, but again, I said this once, I'll say it a hundred times, I do honestly think Ray's nobody. I don't think she's really oh, I think anybody. she's a nobody. It would be kind of cool to maybe see, like, a, a picture of them or something. Yeah, but I would be really honest, like, if we'll get a book about who they were later or something, you know? I don't need a book about or people that, who are willing to sell off their daughter. I know, and they, I mean, they're awful people. But, or I wonder if they'll just be like, they were, they did not matter. They were shitty people. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting how they, uh, really go around with that. But, uh, speaking of the more Ray and Kylo stuff, I really like, uh, like with the Force Bond scenes, mm-hmm. there, uh, Jason Ridley has this really nice quote that I like. That's, Luke should be the one that's nurturing Ray, but it's actually Kylo that's doing the nurturing, the nurturing mm-hmm. which is, which is true. It, Kyla, or like Luke, just straight up sends. He's like, no, never. I won't train you. I've seen this before, and I won't do it again. And you're like, well, that's the reason why you should help Luke. But okay, you're too jaded right it, now. It's, I mean, it's interesting because the reason why he, he like stopped. He's like, I'm not training. Is that he lost himself to the dark, like to Ben? Mm-hmm. Is that he? he ignited his lightsaber and it's almost like he doesn't want to be around anyone else who has that capability because he doesn't want to have to make that choice this, again. that choice again mm-hmm. he doesn't trust himself to make that choice again which is it's so interesting and there's so much nuance and and i love it and interesting discussion points and i know that mark <laughs> doesn't like it because i mean after you've been a hero for so long i'm sure it must be hard to see a character you're like, oh no, my character's gone through a lot, mm-hmm. and they've they've changed so much. And I mean, as an author, mm-hmm. there's nothing I love more than beating up my original characters. Same here. Hashtag same. Hashtag same. But like, for a person playing that character, it must feel very different. And also for like, like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, no, this is what this is what we're gonna do to that character. They're gonna go through hell. And you're like, as a writer, you're like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine, you're like, well, well no, because I really like this character. I don't want them to go through that suffering. But as a creator, you're like, that's what life is. It is. And with Luke, it's it's so hard because Luke is kind of like this, I mean, all-powerful Jedi master. He's the last one. He is like, sur- probably we were led to think that he's like surpassed everyone, yeah. you know? And so, like, making the sequel trilogy, if you are totally against them making a sequel trilogy in general, then I, I'm totally cool with that, because that you just don't want to believe that your heroes, there's conflict again, that there wasn't a solution. But you can't expect them to make a sequel trilogy, and then everything's to be fine, like, all your main heroes to be cool, because if everything was cool with Luke, n- no big conflict would have happened again. Luke is that, like omnipresent is that the word i'm thinking of yeah and also like you can't expect luke to be the hero in the sequel trilogy when he didn't even have a presence in the first movie yeah it doesn't make sense and we've talked about that a thousand times we're Mm -hmm. like no han wouldn't have died if luke hadn't shut himself off yeah it yeah it doesn't make any sense he would have not let he would have been like ah i can sense disturbance in the force 
I'm gonna go save my friends, because that's what I did in the original trilogy. Yeah. So, uh, well, because, like, I've talked about this a few times uh, before, but um, I know one big criticism is, like, a lot of people actually didn't have a problem with the fact that Luke died. It was more like he died in the second movie. And they're like, that same thing could have happened in the end of Nine and wouldn't way better. And, like, at, at first you're like, okay, maybe, but then... The, no, but because then, the next movie would have been about Luke saving the day. Exactly. Episode 9 should be about... The new characters. The new character saving the day. It should be about Rey, Finn, and whatever Kylo decides to do. It, it what to It needs to be about them. Because even in this movie, at the end of the day, who saved everyone on Crate? It was Luke. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't our new heroes. Like, they had a part in it. But Luke, ostensibly, mm-hmm. was the one that bought them enough time to leave. Yeah. Luke saved the day in the second movie. Which, I mean, I don't have a problem with, but that's not what your sequel trilogy should be about. Because that's your old hero saving you. Mm-hmm. It's These characters need to be able to be allowed to become the heroes of their own right. Yeah, and in episode 9, yeah, they shouldn't just have the part. They should be the ones that do it. Yeah, they can have guidance mm-hmm. by a ghost Luke. <laughs> Sup, Luke's, like, Luke's gonna be there. <laughs> like... He's going to be chatting with someone. I mean, they, they, unfortunately, because of what happened, they, I mean, they have to. There still has to be a, a presence of yeah. our old, like, heroes. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Like, Lando will most likely be there. I, I mean. But how, I mean, I'm not, I have yeah. no problem with him actually, like, being like, I'm partaking in the rebellion. But yeah. I'm also like, is he actually going to help the resistance? I don't know. He's very selfish. <laughs> he, he is. Uh. Um, but yeah, and especially he doesn't know about all the Force stuff, so, mm-hmm. or, like, that same connection with, like, the family. Mm-hmm. And this, and, like, at the end, this is a, a story about a family and found family, and it, it'll be, it'll be interesting, but I think, I think Luke is definitely coming back, um, at some point. And I, again, I, I do think after, after a lot of discussion that, and I did not think it was necessary for the longest time, and... But again, when you think about it, you step back a little bit. You're like, oh, for for this sequel trilogy to truly be about these new heroes and the new heroes saving the day, Luke can't be the one who saves the day at the end. Luke mm-hmm. can't be the martyr at the end because that makes Luke this the- this whole thing about Luke mm-hmm. when it should be about Ray, Finn, Rose, Kylo, Poe. Mm-hmm. Should be should be about the new crew. Should be about the new generation. Yeah. Um, and then, then Ryan talks a little bit more about, uh, Ray and Kylo in particular, about being, like, the two halves of the protagonist, mm-hmm. which, I mean, these are clear, clearly things I love, because I love duality of self and the humanization of conflict, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's something I feel like a lot of the, um, people who don't quite get the Ray and Kylo stuff don't, don't see like the the humanization the uh, the the personification of like your inner 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 turmoil your, your inner turmoil yeah and that's what they kind of become for each other and and they talk about Ryan talks a lot about how Kylo's supposed to be relatable yeah they're like no 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 he represents things that are relatable to a lot of people mm-hmm. like that, anger and frustration and all of these things mm-hmm. like yeah he's an exaggeration of him. Because everything is in movies. Yeah, I mean, everything is. And, I mean, it's kind of like an unfortunate thing with growing up. Because when you're a kid, you heighten everything. Yeah. You know? When I was a kid, I didn't write my journals like a normal person. I wrote... I This is going to be really nerdy. I wrote my journals as a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> 
And so, like, all my day-to-day basis was, like, I'm at Pokemon school today. And the PTA was the Pokemon Trainers, like, association. But that was, like, my parents, like, the parent-teacher association that I had to sit in the meetings because, like, I was with my mom. You know? And my dogs were Canine and Growlithe. They yeah, were, I'm sure they were. They were my Pokemon. And that's, like, as a kid, like, you heighten all of that. Even when you're playing in your backyards, you like... You make- Thanks for taking me to the park, Mom. I got a stick. and But you, in your mind, that's a sword. That's a sword, you know? And you take the sword home. And your mom's like, don't take home that stick. You're like, I have to. I just fought a dragon with it. It's mine now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that, as adults, a lot of people, we lose the ability to heighten. Or, but not even lose the ability. Our first instinct isn't to heighten. It might be to translate. Mm-hmm. So you try to find, like, the one-to-one translation for this character. From and- fiction to real life, which yeah. is not... Which is, which is not like great storytelling, or not way a great way to view storytelling, in my opinion. Not it's, fiction, because <laughs> especially it's way easier to relate, and you're supposed to relate to these sort of sort of fairy tale stories, if you heighten, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I've I've felt in this sort of like abandonment from my parental figures, I've felt in this sort of anger and resentment towards a a person uncle. in my life, an <laughs> uncle, you know, and. So you, they, it sort of builds into what you like this heightened character for yourself, yeah. and you're supposed to be you're supposed to self insert in a way, you yeah. know. It's like how my D and D character is very anxious. Yeah. I have anxiety, but my D and D character way more anxious than me. Mm-hmm. It's just like you just take these things and you just heighten them, and so also they, they translate like you you people. make it into like the backstory, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's built into like why this character like feels this way, and it's like this big grandeur thing mm-hmm. and it comes from a personal spot but again it's 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 your dog is now in our canine yeah. kind of th- situation it's, it's not you have social anxiety because you were a nerd growing up it's my character has social anxiety because of x y and z mm-hmm. super, something super dramatic yeah because you're like well it needs to be more relatable yeah that's what the, people are gonna be like what do you mean you you were teased as a nerd Mm-hmm. I, I was a nerd and I was fine. So instead you make it more traumatic. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes it makes for better storytelling and makes for like higher stake storytelling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think there is translatable media and there's media that's meant to be heightened. And I think Star Wars for sure. I mean, it's it's been said many times. So I'm not even saying I think and like I know Star Wars is meant to be viewed as heightened. Yeah. Um, and I think we all should... And kids, kids will always, kids don't know enough about the real world yet to translate. Yeah. Yeah, they only can heighten. Mm-hmm. That stick, that stick is a sword. That stick is my sword. I killed yeah. a dragon with it. I am taking it into my bedroom, Mom. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, you keep it outside. And you're like, no, 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 no. Excalibur is going to bed with me tonight. Here you go. And then your mom doesn't let you take in your sword. And then your dog eats it. And you're like, the dragon, he ate my sword. Fun story. One time my dog actually ate my homework. It was the best day of my life. Because it was... Never happened to me. It, it's... Well, I got... It was, like, ripped up enough that I could bring it in and be like, I am so sorry, my dog actually ate my homework. And I, I just got credit for it. It was fine. And my teacher actually, like, kept it because he thought it was so funny. Or she thought it was so funny. That's so But funny. you're like, all right, you have a legit excuse. I'm like, my dog actually Did ate this. Did you smear it with peanut butter? No. Did you smear peanut butter on it first? And you were like, Rudy! It was, it was Molly. It was my golden okay. retriever. So she was... This was when I was very... I was younger. Oh. It was a very funny joke when I was 10. I'm sure. I'm just trying to... I'm like, no, nope, my dog's never done anything like that. 
I've, I've some good dogs. Molly's dead. Do you? She <laughs> ate paper. She meant well. She was like, I'll help you. I can... She like looked over your mouth and she's like, all wrong. I got this. <laughs> now you'll get credit for it. Yep. But yeah. Um, the Anything else you want to add about Directing the Jedi? That It was just a really good documentary. And again, they made it because they knew. Like they, I'm sure they weren't, they didn't want like the level of backlash that has come up, but they, they knew. I, I like that. Like, obviously this was, they were like, we're going to be filming the making of this from the get go. Mm-hmm. So they, they already had that plan. It's not like you could go back in time and pretend like this didn't happen, but they were like, okay, we'll do it. And then they were like, oh crap, this is an entire documentary about how people are going to hate this. I just, oop, oops. Yeah, I, uh, li- yeah, a little part of me wonders if they if they had known the amount of backlash like Luke's or Mark Hamill's opinions about this would have caused if they would have kind of changed the direction of the documentary, you yeah. know? Because um, obviously they didn't really have time but to change much. I do like that Ryan was so self-aware the whole time that I even imagine Ryan being like, no, people are going to feel that way. It's fine if Mark says that mm-hmm. because that's how some people are going to feel. And I'm I'm okay with it because I'm strong enough, and I'm I know that I'm not gonna let that change what I. Ryan Johnson's a better human than me. Yes, that's that's all I can say. And also like so strong in his own wills. Mm-hmm. Because, huh? Yeah, yeah. I I did it on purpose <laughs> because he was just like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna write my story, and I'm yeah. not gonna let the this fear take hold of me because I'm from the light side. Yep, and fear's dark side. And what I like, and I love that he basically made it impossible for JJ to rehash Return of the Jedi. That was like with with mm. Snoke killing Snoke again. It's one of those things that we'll see how Episode Nine turns out mm. because it, that was the probably the most surprising thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, that's my favorite scene in the movie. It's hard. It's like Me too. it's the, my favorite scene in the movie. But you. But like, also like. You're like oh, what? Oh, oh, what? 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 Uh, oh, what? What? And Phasma's dead too. Phasma's gonna come back, kids. Yeah, I'm starting to think more and more because when you were like, when you were talking about the helmet, and you're like, oh, it's very, it used to be way more open, and now it's way more closed. But then you were like, I think it's for this nuanced reason, and I was like, oh, I thought it was just gonna be so much easier to say that she came back to life, <laughs> because they were like, oh, well, only a little bit of her helmet was blown off. <laughs> I was like, well, there are two she kinds of people in the world. <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's a plot device, so they could be like, well, now she just has like a robot eye. Uh-huh. The rest of her was fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll, like, part of me thinks, like, Phasma's dead dead, but also she was so wasted that I want her to come back. Yeah, she's so cool. Every time they, like, show her, like, her walk on set, I'm like, oh, the armor's so cool looking. Mm-hmm. And she just looks so cool walking in there, all chrome and shiny, and the flames are everywhere, and she's just reflecting everywhere, and you're like, yeah! And her presence in the Disney Park shows. So fun. So good. Like, such a good presence. I love it. Um, like, so, I, such a waste. it's, it's so hard, I, but she was, she was a waste. I will, I will defend a lot of things in this franchise being like, I'll wait for episode nine, but Phasma, that one for sure was a waste. Yeah. Like, Snoke, I'm like, we have to wait and s- to see. Cause I, 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 I don't, don't feel never, like Snoke was a waste. No, I definitely won't, th- I don't think Snoke was a it's waste. It's not what I wanted to happen. Because I want, I want either wanted a whole movie of Kylo making good decisions. <laughs> Or I wanted, like, basically, if Snoke was still alive, it it was a guarantee. 
And so maybe that's why they ended up doing it. It's so the audience would be like, oh, it's not a, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. Because they want to keep you guessing. Mm -hmm. And so there is like a lot of like discourse, but there's, there, and I shouldn't say there should be, but like, we shouldn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It it shouldn't be a. Yeah. Like, even though we were able to predict quite a few things, Mm -hmm. other people had no idea, obviously. Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's always the person on the opposite side of of the fence. I mean, I, d- I didn't... I were still thought it was going to happen, but I was like, Luke's never going to die. That's... Snoke's absolutely not going to die. Who's the villain like, in the next movie then? Oh, crap, he Oh, died. crap. So there's always going to be a person who thinks the opposite of you. Yeah. And that's a good... T- I, I think that in itself is a, is a good thing because you don't... Want an entire audience to go in knowing exactly what's going to happen, which is a yeah. little bit like with Infinity War. I'm not saying everyone's coming back to life, but we we know Black Panther's coming back. Yeah, we know Spider Man's coming, coming back. back. We know the Guardians are coming back. All and, of them have new movies, so like, yeah. Well, maybe not all the Guardians, because at least the Guardians do go through a like a roster. But like Star Lord's coming Star- back. Yeah, Star Lord's coming back. I'm like Gamora's actually a one that might not, but. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, that was our that was our discussion. Unless you have anything to add more about director and the Jedi. No. Right. It was sad. I cried quite a few times. It was a very it was a very good I would definitely say it's worth a watch. Uh documentary and it just like really like I, I love what it does for the movie. And can we can we print out a picture of Ryan Johnson and put him in one of our frames? Yes. Okay. There we go. We'll we'll like Photoshop him in with the prequel cast. <laughs> These are our gods. Perfect. Thank you for listening to an episode. He could fit right between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. He could. He could fit right there. Right there. Aces. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode of the... Um, thank you for listening to... Um, Bye. It's so hot and sweaty. It's Who Talks First. Bye. Bye.